Hello again, everybody. Uh, this is Pastor John, Living Discipleship Ministries. I want to welcome you back to the Living Discipleship Ministries podcast. Um, we're here today. We're uh, the last uh, episode. We were in the uh, book of uh, Matthew, chapter five, and we were talking about praying for your enemies. And uh, this was an excerpt from the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and we're kind of we're still there today. Uh, this time we're going to be in Matthew chapter six. And we're going to pick up. Um, we're going to pick up around verse five, Matthew six, verse five, and read on through there uh, to about thirteen, fourteen, and uh, we're going to talk about praying. And if you'll go back into the uh, list of episodes, uh, this month last year we did a podcast on how to pray. Um, and you know, we, I've kind of, again, I've had some people say, well, you know, I don't really know what to pray for or how to pray or how to ask for this or that and, and whatnot. And, um, so it, we're going to do another one. And I was just looking back cause I thought we had done one and sure enough, it was a year ago this month. So, um, if you're, this is something you're needing, you can listen to this one and then maybe go back into the past episodes and maybe give that one a listen to, I think, uh, that one there, I think I had uh, my good friend Steve on there with me, and so you'll get some insight from him as well. But um, today, we're back in the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, uh, picking up, I think I told you, uh, verse 5. I'm going to read a little bit of it, and, and then we'll go back. It says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think thou shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. So let's take a little break right there, and uh, let's go back and just review what we've heard. Um, number one, probably the biggest question I get is, um, well, how do I talk to God? How do I how do I pray? Um, you know, I I don't know, I don't know the scripture. I don't know what this word means or that word means. You know, first off, you know. There's people that'll disagree with me. You know, you get into these uh, debates all the time with different doctrines and different beliefs and different interpretations, but we're going to go in. He tells us exactly how to pray. But, you know, the thing is, throughout the Bible, if God is love and we're created in his image and he is supposed to be like our heavenly father, why would you not talk to him like a child to a father? Have a conversation. And then, and then there's people that, you know, the father wasn't in their life for whatever reason, you know, and, well, I don't know. I didn't, my father was this. My father was that. I don't really know how to talk to them you know but the thing is 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 it's love he loves us he created you he wants you in heaven he wants you with him you don't have to use fancy words you don't have to use any specific thing just simply communicate and the thing is is he hears the thoughts in your head he knows what's on your heart he knows what you're sitting there wishing for that you're not even asking him for so i mean he's already heard you anyway and he's seen you at your best and your worst. He's seen you when you're sinning. He's seen you when you're not. 
So really, why are you worried? I mean, it's like he has a 24-7 surveillance on you anyway. So why be nervous? You know, he already knows every single thing you've thought. So just uh, food for thought there. I mean, you basically have already been exposed. So why would you feel like you need to use a special language? Um, you know, you just talk. You know, you know, Heavenly Father and, you know, thank him for what he's doing, this, that, and the other. We're going to get into how to pray, what the, the Lord's Prayer is, and we're going to kind of break that down in a little bit. But as far as communicating, you don't have to use any special language, any special words, um, you know, and, and that's what it gets into here in the scripture. You know, when you pray, it it says, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they can be seen of men. See, we don't go to prayer in public to make a spectacle to be seen so that people go, oh, look, he's over there praying. He must be godly person or oh look at him look at him you know again we're drawing attention to ourselves and everything we do is supposed to be for the glory of god so you don't have to be public and make a big scene make a production because you know this is not about you this is not about impressing man this is about a relationship a communication between you and god don't be confused now when we get a prayer team together at a revival or a church and people come up to the altar and we pray for them what not you know they're coming in for people to pray for them this is not something we're doing we're not praying for ourselves trying to draw attention you know the 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 people are coming into the church where they're supposed to be not neglecting to gather and they're coming for prayer it says in james you know that if any among you is ill or you know to come in to the elders let anoint their heads with oil let them lay the hands and pray together that's in uh, james chapter 5 you can go read it but Praying for someone as a church is one thing. Praying individually for yourself, you can go to the altar and pray, but don't go up to the altar just so people see you at the altar. And when you get up there, don't be all loud and, and, and causing a distraction. You know, if you want to go to the altar and pray because that's where you feel closer, that's fine. But, you know, we got to make sure that we're praying for the right reason. We're not praying to be seen. And that's what verse 5 is talking about. Um but now when you pray, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and which is he sees in secret shall reward you openly. In other words, go into uh, your private spot. Maybe you've got a, a little place out in your yard or out on your land or even a room in the house, the closet, whatever. You've got a special place where you pray. Make that your, your holy place, your, your prayer garden, so to speak. You know, a place where, where, you know, maybe your Bible stored, wherever you're comfortable. Pray in secret. Pray in private. It's between you and the Lord. You know, so you make a special place for that if you want to. But you don't have to have that. And you don't have to hide to pray. You can be walking around and, and pray anytime. In your mind, stop out loud, whatever, driving down the road, in the shower, at work, on break, whatever it is. I mean, you don't have to be at a special place or a special time. I mean, that line is open. I mean, you can stop at any moment in time and pray to God. But what he's saying here is don't make a spectacle of it. Don't make a production of it. Don't do it to draw attention. Do it because you need to. Do it because you want to. It's about you and his relationship, not what other people think of you. And in verse 7, when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye therefore not luck unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. 
Now, there, there's, you know, you don't have to use this fancy language. You don't have to repeat these special sayings or, or scripture. You know, I've had some people tell me, you know, he loves it when you pray the scripture back and, and all of this, and that may be so. But here's the thing. When and when I do it, you know, like if I'm praying with somebody, and it's generally I've prayed with somebody that's come up to me with a problem or whatever, and uh, we've had a discussion about whatever's going on in their life, and then I've told them the scripture, you know, the word says this, the word says that, and you know, you need to read this, and this will help give you comfort, and you need to understand this is happening because of that, you know, whatever we do. But but when we're praying, see, to me, it's like it's like owning the reward it's owning what he promises us you know when we're asking for something we say you know lord your word says this and we believe in that and we affirm that and we're standing here together you know with our with our brother or our sister and, and this and that we read back the scripture to confirm what the word says and that we're standing in faith and standing in agreement and we're ready to receive those blessings that he says we can have. We're ready to act on the promises. We're ready to act on what he guides us to do. You know, help us to understand. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. You know, those kind of things. You know, and it's it's to me, it's speaking in faith that you believe the word and, and you're calling it back and we're trying to stand on it, you know. But... You don't have to quote scripture to pray. You don't have to have special or fancy words to pray. You don't even have to be that organized. I mean, it is a relationship. There is no way certain, you know, but he's fixing to give us a model here of how we should pray. But it, we'll pick it up in verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Okay. So in this manner. It doesn't say specifically. You have to pray this prayer and this prayer only anytime. Remember that. It says, in this manner, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Starting at verse 9. And it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. That's at 13. 9 through 13. Okay. Now, to me, others may disagree. They may not. I don't know. But this is what the Lord's led me to, to believe on this. It says, after this manner, in this manner, in this way, this is how you should pray. This is what you should base your prayers on. This is, in other words, the outline, the basic skeleton, the framework, whatever you want to call it. First off, call upon his name, our Father which art in heaven. Okay, that is God. Hallowed be thy name. That's set apart, respected, revered. You know, we're calling on God, you know, so... And it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. His will. Okay? Now we can pray for all of these things, but he has a plan for us. He has his will. Okay? We have to conform to his will. We have to pray and be within his will. So <clears throat> we don't demand, Lord, you give me this car. I deserve it. I've worked hard all my life done this and you know i need this car well you're, you're probably not gonna get it you know and, and why why do you need it 
And, and it says in the scripture earlier, it was reading earlier today, you have not because you ask not. And if you ask not and have not, it's because you, uh, you ask wrong. You know, what is the purpose? Why are you asking for that million dollars? So you can show up your neighbor that's got a million dollars? So you can go and show off in front of people and gain respect in the earth? Or do you want the million dollars because you can use it for God's glory, use it to advance the kingdom, use it to edify the church, use it to help the poor, take your abundance and use like he says. See, you know, so we got to be in his will. We got to, we got to have the things that he wants us to have for the right reasons. And, you know, and mainly we pray that his will be done in our lives. Lead us, guide us to show us what you would have us to do. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, now that's speaking about food in the physical, but not only, you know, it's basically take care of us, give us everything we need this day. You know, give us, give us life, give us food, give us something to do, give us family, give us what we need this day, our daily need. Okay, this is not specifically food, but it's the, everything that goes through the day. We go in here next, we have um, verse 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh yeah, forgive our debt, let that just go away and everybody's credit score be perfect. And some people you say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. So that's further down, you know, but forgive us of our wrongs. And it, it says in here, there's a parable in the Bible where a man was forgiven for a large amount of money and then another man owed that man some money it was very insignificant and he wouldn't forgive this goes along with the judge not lest you be judged situation if he we expect him to forgive us we have to be able to forgive and that's a whole another segment 13 lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay? Protect us, guide us, lead us. Right? Protect, lead us not into temptation. When we say, you know, don't let us be led astray into the temptation to break the word of God, to break his will for us, to, to sin, to do sinful things, the temptations. Protect us from the temptations and deliver us from the evil. Deliver us from our persecutors. Deliver us from those that would rise against us. When when the chips are down and they're coming at us, you know, we look up. Our help comes in the morning. Our help is in the hill. You know, bring us out of this. Deliver us from this peril that we're in. Okay. So we ask him for to forgive us, and we forgive others. Lead us astray away from temptation. And deliver us from those things that that come to come to destroy us. You see, we ask for our needs. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for protection. So far, all right. It says, "For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever." Amen. That's how you finish up. All right. So we go into that: the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We know God is the ruler. God is the ruler. Jesus sets at the right hand. Okay. So, for He is the one that can answer these prayers. He is the one that tells us how to do. He is the one that is in control of our lives. So we have. That's why you're praying to Him. 
and we respect that. So we honor him when we claim that, that he is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And it says in 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 14 and 15. So if if how can we expect forgiveness? How can we expect uh, redemption if we're not willing to give that same grace to someone else? You know, and, and how can we go before God asking him to do for us what we won't do in our hearts for others? You know, when it says in, in another part of the scripture, it says if you have a, have a problem with a brother or sister Christian, don't come to the altar to pray. Go resolve that. Let that go. Make that right. And then come back if you expect to see answers. It goes along with forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. You know, how how are you going to um, come down here and expect somebody to give you something and reward you with something? How are you going to expect them to do for you what you're not willing to do for them? And see, with Jesus, see, none of us deserve it. None of us deserve that 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 grace. None of us deserve that forgiveness. All right? But he gives it to us anyway because we're trying, whatever you want to call it. We're followers. We're believers. But, you know, at the same time, you're not going to see your blessings. You're not going to see those rewards. You're not going to see it as much so if you're not, if you got the hardened heart, so to speak, if you won't release your anger, if you won't release your fear, release your anxiety, trust in him, forgive him or forgive others. And as he will forgive you, give to others. If you expect them to give to you, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, if, if we're praying and we're expecting God to do all these things for us, but we're not doing anything for him in return, don't expect to just see the flowing of blessings come your way. Don't expect your path to get any lighter. And and then don't come fussing at the preacher or your, or your friend that goes to church talking about, well, your God is not doing anything. Your God is fake. I thought this was nonsense. No, the, it, you don't just pray. You got to get in the word and you got to try to get into his will. Okay, you have to soften your heart. You have to be graceful. You have to be open minded. You have to be ready to receive and give. Okay, now, does it mean we have to make a trade off? Do we owe God something? No, but he does dictate what his plans are and how our hearts should be, where he wants us to be showing love for one another and love for him. And it says, how do you say you love me if you don't obey my commands? Okay, how are you going to come ask somebody for something when you know last week you just threw them under the bus? You didn't do nothing for them, and then you're going to come up to them today just like nothing ever happened. See, luckily, we have a graceful God. He'll forgive us, <laughs> but you have to have your heart and your mind right. You have to be in the right frame of mind. You have to be showing the love of Christ. You have to be ready to give as well as receive if you expect anything to happen. So <clears throat> we have to, first off, we have to be in his will when we're praying for stuff, when we're asking for things. It has to be in his will. We have to be asking for the right reason. We have to be willing to forgive if we're expecting him to forgive us. 
And we just have to be ready to resist, ready to resist the flesh, ready to resist the temptations, not not using salvation and, and the blood of Christ as a get out of jail free card. You know, you have to and, and you can't be standing on the street corner praying so that everybody will see you or praying, hoping somebody will come and and have mercy on you and give you something. And, and, and the cliche saying is not ever blessing is in the checking account. You know, many, many things you can be blessed with. A lot of things we take for granted. A lot of these things we say we deserve or that we are owed or that we have a right to. And, you know, I guess in some aspects you can say, yeah, we have a right to this, right to that. But at at the end of the day, everything we receive, every good thing comes from God. And if you're not in line with him, if you're not on board with him, if you're not a believer in him, then how are you going to expect him to provide for you? You know, the biggest thing about prayer is is you have to be in the right frame of mind and there has to be a state of love. It don't even have to be perfect. It can be beginning. It can be brand new. It can be something you don't understand, but you can't come to the altar with hatred in your heart expecting God to make a move. You can't come with with uh, anger and problems with the other person and expect God to forgive you if you're not willing to forgive. You won't get that peace, that comfort. Because it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, for, we have to have a, uh, a sense of grace and love, period. That's how do you sum it up. The whole thing is about grace and love. But we don't have to use any fancy language. We don't have to use any fancy words. Just remember you're talking to God and he is God and he is revered and he is the creator, the beginning, the end and all of that. And we owe him respect. But at the same time, he is our heavenly father. He is our creator. He has a love for us. He is understanding. So we're not, we're not to take advantage and disrespect that. But at the same time, Your earthly father, let's say, has an authority over you, but a love for you at the same time. You know? So, yes, we have to respect the authority, but we also understand there is love there. So we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to address perfectly, but give respect where it's due. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, heavenly father, you know, father God, whatever people say. You have to understand that's what he is. That's who he is. But then when you talk, you just talk. You can talk just like I'm talking into this thing now. You don't have to replay the scripture. You don't have to use fancy words that you don't know the meaning of. That's what he's talking about. Don't be out here in the street. Don't be as the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street. And, it, you know, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do there in verse 7. They think they should be heard for their much speaking. You don't have to say it over and over and over. And you don't have to use fancy words. Just talk to God. Tell him what you need. Why? Ask him for guidance. Ask that his will be done in your life. Ask that he show you what his will is for you. If you have a question. It says, if any of you need knowledge, ask me and I'll give it to you. If any of you need wisdom, ask me, I'll give it to you. Ask, pray. You say you want understanding of the Bible? Ask. Ask that he send someone across your path. Ask that he show you. Ask that he lead you. All you got to do is ask. But then you have to be open 
to hear the answer. It's not going to be some bird flies down from heaven and drops a handwritten note in your pocket that tells you exactly what the path is or what to do. It's going to be a person who you would least suspect that comes up and says some random statement in your ear that has exactly to do with what you've been praying about. And there's no way they could know because you've prayed in private, see? It's not like they overheard you say it, so they're trying to come up and put on a show. God will show you and answer you through signs, through people, through things, but things you might not suspect. So don't just assume because you haven't seen an immediate result that he's not working on it or answering it. There's been times in my life when I've gone for months or even years praying for something and go, why, why, why? And then when you get to a certain point, it clicks and you look back and you go, oh, all of this happened for a reason. You were working on this prayer the whole time. All of this come together for your good. You were showing me. You were training me. And now here we are. Don't expect instant gratification every time you pray. And don't give up praying. Anyway, just keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it for the right reasons. You can't pray that somebody burn in hell. You can't pray that God knock them down. That's not what it says. We went last last episode talks about praying for our enemies. You have to pray in, in the will of God. You have to be willing to forgive. You have to come with a gentle heart and an open heart and an open mind. And then just wait. Just wait for his answer, most of all. It's not an instantaneous thing most of the time. Sometimes it is. And he can do that if he wants to. But don't expect instant gratification every time you pray. And don't be disheartened if it's not an instant answer. Just be open and look for it. But anyway, there's kind of a little refresher on how to pray. We go over the Lord's Prayer there in Matthew chapter 6. Um, like I said, if you want any more information or, or, or hear another insight on it, uh, go back into previous episodes in April of uh, last year, I believe it was. Maybe the year before. Anyway, it's on there. It just says how to pray. Uh, this one will be titled the Lord's Prayer. But go back to uh, April of last year and it says how to pray and, and listen to that one too. There might be something extra in there for you. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, please uh, like, share, subscribe, and tune in to uh, this thing. It's on all the major platforms. Um, if you have any suggestions, please email us, livingdiscipleshipministries at gmail.com. Um, and down in the bottom corner should be a, a little tab that says support the show. Click on that if you'd like to uh, contribute to the show to help us keep it on the air and help keep the lights on and the bills paid around here for this little studio thing we've got going. That would be much appreciated. You can follow us on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries and uh, keep up with all the happenings in the church there. And we appreciate it. And until next time, God bless y'all.